It's been the most fun ever. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Survivor New York Live Reality Games Recap Podcast. I'm your host, Naomi Calhoun. But more importantly, I have three incredible people with me today, my friends. I'm so excited that we get to talk about this episode. First of all, we have Chris, the host, founder, everything of Survivor New York. Chris, how are you? I'm good. I'm in my bed, living the life with some air conditioning and this crazy hot day. But I'm super excited to be with you three ladies. It's going to be a really fun one, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got some. We we have opinion notes and opinions ready to go. Up next, we have uh, season three alumni, third place. She is the Alliance Queen. It's Anessa. Anessa, welcome back. How are you? Hey, everybody. It's good to see you all. Um, Thank you for having me. Um, You know, I'm very excited to talk about this game and whatever happened in this episode. And it's been it's been a really fun watch. I'm glad you like it, and I'm glad you text me about it. I always love your commentary. <laughs> and we have, uh, very sadly, in a shocking turn of events, we have the eliminated player from this week. We have Miss Emily F. But to me, she's just Emily. She's the only Emily that matters. <laughs> Emily, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Ready to talk about the episode. Well, there's a lot to talk about. Right yeah. off the bat, Inessa, I want to ask you, have you been enjoying the season so far? I have been loving it. It's you know been really unpredictable with this round particularly, and every time they go to tribal council, you know I think it's with the editing. I think you Naomi know, did a really good job, and Chris, if you're involved in that too, I'm always like, oh, it could be this person, or it could be this person. Like it's really up in the air, and there's so so many, there's so much merit to each person being voted out that I'm always like, wow, I wonder which way they're gonna go. <laughs> it's been really good. Yes, that is a lot of Chris's masterminding this season, and any and it is really good, and I think that it shows how close some of these moments are. I mean, Emily, you were there for the Jack versus Kira vote, and I think you had a lot to do with Kira going home. I want to talk to you about that for a little bit. In retrospect, is that the move that you're still content with? I mean, I don't think it's that questionable, but walk me through that, because you were there, and and I think really a deciding factor in that moment. Yeah, I think, uh, one, she was... I hate to, I I really enjoy Kara, but she's a bit of an obvious boot just because she had the least experience with Survivor and like talking strategy with her was a bit difficult, honestly, just because not like she's very smart and lovely, just, you know, she just doesn't have like the same experience with the game to like, you know, go crazy off the bat like the rest of us crazy nerds. Um, And (laughs) so that was part of it. And I'm like, uh, as as some people have referred to me in the game, I'm a big talker. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Kira, uh, I guess, wasn't quite as talkative in terms of strategy. Um, and then from a completely personal standpoint, I was trying to uh, kind of etch out my spot as the puzzle doer in the tribe and because uh, I'm not very athletic. So <laughs> that's like my key skill. And so I kind of uh, I know Kira was someone else who would do puzzles. So I kind of wanted to get her out so that I would be important in that way with regards to challenges. Okay, I, I don't think we've seen a lot of people be like, fuck the other puzzle person, I'm voting them out because I yeah. want to be the only puzzle person. Um, but that's, I, I think that all comes back to what happens in this episode, um, because to start off, uh, we have, we ha- okay, let's talk about the Liska vote out first. Yeah. We're jumping all around here. So okay. you've been to tribal council like twice in the past four rounds. It's brutal for you and Alejandro and Davey. And, and you guys have to vote out Dresden or Liska and you split the votes 
thinking the Dresden will be spooked if he needs to play an idol and that Liska will still go home. Was there ever a point in time that you thought about working with Liska or was it always going to be, you know what, we're probably going to stick with the blues once we heard that lie? Or like, I, I, I'm dying to know, because I didn't really even know about this lie. I told Chris, this, I had no idea about this lie or this story and I was right. there and I didn't know that this was the determining factor. So walk me through it a little bit more. Yeah, I I do think it was kind of a mistake. Well, I'm not sure, but I'll explain, I guess. But um, I do think it was a lot about the lie because, I mean, Lisco was just going so hard on this story that was like, literally everyone was like, that's such a dumb story. Like, that's not going to fly with us. And so honestly, like in retrospect, I feel like maybe I should have confronted Lisco about it instead of just kind of pretending to believe her story to her face and then backstabbing her. But um so like maybe I could have done something different in that way but like given what she was like saying at face value like I don't uh I don't regret it because it was like she was clearly lying to everyone's faces which is a scary thing in Survivor um yeah I don't I don't agree I don't think you should have I think you did it perfectly because what are you going to gain out of telling somebody that you know that they're lying they're just going to double down or they're going to be like well crap now i have to save my face like they're they're not going to you're not going to gain any advantage by confronting somebody from in a lie especially in a game like survivor you did exactly the right thing you packaged away that information and promptly voted her out it's weird now because like we're friends with liska and like we know her well and it's unusual to see you guys not working together but like in this game i think it was completely obvious that you were going to vote out what was her name kieran kira kira yeah and then and then vote out liska knowing that she lied to you obviously she doesn't trust you she's keeping information from you and there's another orange coming back in um honestly overall I have to say, like, I think you played a phenomenal game. I really <laughs> do. And, and I think, like, you got completely screwed. And, look, sometimes you get aces and you put all your money into the pot with the best hand and just things happen. And there's variance in this game that you can control. But I think, look, you could not have controlled. You could have known that Paddock had an idol. But you couldn't have known that Dresden had an idol. It, it was just, like, unforeseen that these things would happen. But you set yourself up perfectly. You had all your alliances in a row. Everything was great. It's just, like, shit happens. And like it is what it is, but like I think you played a great game, all the right decisions. I agree. I, think. I agree. Thank you, um, Emily. Thank I'm you. just curious. Did you, Alejandro, and Davey have any opportunity to talk about what your plans were before Liska had had that conversation with you? Like, were you guys planning to work with Orange and take out Blue, or were you guys kind of willing to go either way? Uh, I don't, we actually don't remember having a long conversation about it. It was honestly hard to find time to strategize outside of when we were actually going to tribal um, just because the whole tribe would be kind of kumbaya at that point. Uh, and so I didn't want to pull them aside. And then like when it, we're going to tribal, we were just thinking about that vote mostly. So um, there was some anti-blue resentment as uh, was shown in the episode as well. So we kind of had that on our mind. So maybe we were a little more inclined to work with orange actually before uh, the whole lie debacle. Uh, but you know, it, I guess, uh, Andrea and Kyle were pretty easy to work with. So I think that helped as well. Yeah. I think that Kyle and Andrea actually play this very well as well, mm -hmm. where they're, they know that they're a threat. So Kyle obviously spews a little bit, bit of BS. Oh, I'm, I, it's Bennett. It's not me. It's just Bennett. And then, uh, Andrea, I think is really great at, at just working with you guys and being, uh, when you talk to Andrea, and I think you can see it a little bit in these episodes. She's just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I got you. And she's very like, I will do whatever you say. 
And, you know, sometimes she's lying to you, but I think for the most part in, in these moments, especially she's just being very direct and upfront with you guys and, and is relying on you guys, I think, for the information, which in turn makes them more trustworthy because they're letting you kind of take the lead and they don't want to sort of deviate from whatever plan you guys create. Um, so it is a good alliance. You guys were very, very sort of strong together, I think. Um, well, I mean, Andrea, Andrea said it right. Andrea was like, look, we're not a threat here. They're, we're not scary. Like they got better, <laughs> yeah. bigger fish to fry. Like she had a really good read on that. Yeah, <laughs> I love true. that. And it's great. Like when I was there, I remember I felt really secure. Like uh, it's crazy looking. I mean, I don't know how close it was to blue and orange teaming up to take out pink. Uh, I know that's been shown in the edit somewhat, but like, I guess maybe I'm like naive, but I didn't feel like, and I of course thought about that when I was out there, but it didn't seem like that was going to happen or maybe they were just playing me well. I have a question. As, as Kyle says, do you put the pink? Which yeah. <laughs> I have hilarious. a question. Yeah. So at this point, I'm wondering what your perception was of Paddock in the game. Like, did you ever have a one-on-one? -on -one, did you try to foster a one-on-one -on -one relationship with her? Or, cause you know, like we know she's a great player cause we've come to know her now. But like at this point, like I'm wondering if you try to like foster like a connection with her. And I just, I just want to say that uh, Emily with this, like Liska says to you, oh, Paddock is like a little sister to me. And, and we see her sort of try and sell you on the like, hey, me and Paddock, best buddies, we'll work with you. Uh, and that's something that I always loved in, in that last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we I only had one travel or one like cycle to work with Emily, you know, cause she just came back from uh, Extinction Island or whatever. Uh, and so we didn't have a lot of time. And uh, I think like that boat was tough because we kind of all went into it, like thinking that we were just gonna split the boats on like Dresden and Emily, like before I even met Emily, that was the plan. Um, just because we were working with Kyle and Andrea at that point. And, um, you know, we didn't see it was in our best interest to flip. And of course, Dresden was uh, burned by us you know, turning on him the previous episode. So like, I, I feel bad, but I was like predisposed already not to work with her, uh, to, with Emily. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I remember talking to her, but like, again, in my head, it was all just like, we're voting <laughs> you out soon anyway. So I probably wasn't putting as much thought into that relationship as I should have been. Um, but my first impressions were like, she's really good at, at, or my first impression was honestly that she was like kind of goofy and silly and maybe not thinking as hard about the game, which I know now is incorrect. Um, but that's definitely the way she comes off. She plays that off really well. Yeah. And I think that in this moment, um, when you receive Emily and you're like, we could win and I could have time to build bonds. This was the point in time where the game had really, really picked up. So it was that sort of point in time in a game where tribal councils are coming very quickly and you're just going to stick with the things that you know and, and the people that you know pretty well and you're not going to deviate kind of further outside of the lines. And I think that it was a, a bad situation for Dresden and Paddock and the only real recourse they had was to just play their idols because there was nothing else to do. It, it, they were kind of screwed. Uh, for not having enough time to to maybe try and flip the blue or flip you guys, it it was always going to be what it was going to be, yeah. and then you get kind of screwed retroactively because of it. Um, but let's talk about the immunity challenge first because this was uh, a doozy. I would say this is probably the the toughest. Like the the angriest people were getting, the toughest people were like experiencing in this challenge. 
Chris, talk to me about what you cut out <laughs> like, of this challenge. I, I look like I have a headache. It's just like in the challenge, everybody was constantly screaming, yelling. I don't know if you remember that, Emily. Everybody was yeah. just yelling at each other like, Oh, she's losing so much water. Matt is losing so yeah, much water. And like each tribe is screaming that the other one should drop it. And it was like hard to make the call, like who would be out. And then I remember, you know, you dropped the bucket, but you really didn't drop the bucket. The, the you know, rope Candle broke. broke. So we had yeah. to stop the challenge, restart <laughs> the challenge with you holding both of it on the sides and it was empty. So we basically got the challenge twice. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I remember, oh, just to interrupt, I do remember it was awkward because I had just said, like, right before that happened, I was like, I'm going to lose it soon. So, of course, like, you guys thought I just dropped it, which, like, I feel bad. Like, maybe the bra it breaking, like, saved me a little bit because I was yeah, really yeah. struggling at that point uh, when it did break. And so, uh, yeah, that was kind of a weird moment. Yeah. In your yeah. defense, what, what you can kind of see is that the rule was you had to hold it straight out in front of you. So you couldn't have bent elbows. So we wanted it to be as tough as possible to hold on to so that people would drop quicker and that it would just sort of be a faster challenge overall. So even though I, I like, I'm sure you're a strong person, we were making it as hard as possible and of course they kept overflowing the bucket, the water was spilling everywhere, like it was chaos in this challenge. And so I think that they really put you on that bucket, not because they thought that you were weak, but because they did not want you on that puzzle. And I think you pointed I it out agree. correctly in the moment. It's Can interesting I ask? because I think, I think that Emily was chosen for that reason, but I think Matt was chosen because they thought he was weak. So I think it was interesting yeah. that they each had different reasonings for their bucket person. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, Can and that's what, are you what happened. Yeah. What happened at the end there? So based on what I saw on the show, it looked like as soon as Emily dropped, Matt didn't understand that he was supposed to keep holding it to give them the advantage in the puzzle. But it maybe it was just like an editing thing because they seemed so far ahead oh. in the puzzle that they probably probably did continue to hold it. I wasn't sure. So he maybe held on for another, I want to say like 30 to 45 seconds. And he had moved the bucket so much he just kept dropping so much water that we finally made the call to like say no matt like you're done you just have to drop the bucket and at that point everybody was screaming drop the bucket drop the bucket and then finally you know they started working on the puzzle and they were never going to be able to catch up the edit shows mm -hmm. that it was a little bit closer than it was than it was but they were never going to catch up to Algonquin at that point. Yeah, I also think a lot of the puzzle had to do with like the other tribe, uh, the, the orange tribe had the right strategy, which is do it flat and then lift it up because they, you guys were staring, the blue tribe was staring at the puzzle sort of right side up. And I think it's a lot harder with like the trees in the background, the sort of brown in the background to see where, what pieces could fit where and test them very quickly. And it was just the wrong strategy. I actually think, I don't know if anyone agrees with me, uh, I love him very dearly, but I would put Jack on the bucket. I would not put Matt on the bucket. I would have put Jack and his ski little arms on the bucket. And and he, I agree. he's also good at puzzles. And I feel like you just watched him won you just watched him win the last puzzle. I mean, Emily, did you fight for a different person? Did you not want with Jack in that position because you might go home? What was your thinking on that? Yeah, I definitely remember not I there was contention when we were discussing. I think that I was pulling for Sarah, actually, uh, which maybe would have been a wrong move. I don't know. Um, I think 
there was a reason like Jack is like, I don't remember. There was a reason why we didn't want to pick uh, Jack, but uh, I remember we talked about it for a long time. Like you guys were calling for us to make the choice and we were still yeah. like arguing. And I think at some point I just was like, I just like fine, pick whoever you want. Like I didn't want to fight on that. Um, and I do remember watching the puzzle and being frustrated. It was like, I was really exhausted and I could like barely see it. I don't actually remember if we were allowed to shout for help, but I remember like either way I wasn't, uh, but it was frustrating to watch for sure. <laughs> yep, yep. And Anessa, when you're watching this, like, did you think that they had the wrong puzzle strategy? Like what was going through your mind as you're watching this challenge go down? Well, I think that this is, it's interesting because this is a puzzle that a lot of people have seen many times before. And every time we've seen it, it's been done standing up. So I never even thought that you should do it laying down on the table. That's that's very interesting. Now that you mention it, it seems so obvious. I would be afraid that if we did it laying down, we wouldn't be able to then pick it back yeah. up. But I mean, it seems like they were able to do it. I don't know if I would have thought of that. that that's really interesting. Um, yeah, this puzzle comes up a lot. I feel like all survivor players should just like uh, get this, get this in their house and just try to figure it out a little. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, George, for this puzzle. Um, oh, and of course, it's from George. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that the other thing to note is that this is like, bet it. I posted it on Instagram. Bet it takes off his shoes like the split second before the challenge happens, but everybody else was just like waterlogged for the rest of the game. Like I remember. Kai and like Sarah showed me their shoes and they were yeah. disgusting. And I was like, oh my God, I just, we just ruined like five different people's pairs of shoes. Like I feel terrible right now. It was Actually, so gross. I don't, even understand, I don't even understand what was the point of running back and forth and filling up the bucket of water if the bucket is already full. Like why do they need to keep refilling it if it was already full? So they didn't need to, but I do think that it was a little bit of like, you know, like you're holding the bucket and because the bucket's also kind of a plastic, so it's caving in on itself a little bit and, and think water is filling out. And if you lose a little bit of water, right, we're not going to fall like Emily for, you know, basically like the bucket being kind of shitty. But if you, the water spills out, you want to put that water right back in. Like you can see them slow down, but I think what they're really trying to do is overwhelm the people that are holding the bucket to the point where it's like it just hits a really, really heavy point and they drop. Yeah. And I think oh, yeah, well, I just put my in the dryer. That's a fun I think thing. I think Paddock splashed Matt in the face with water at some point. I watched it twice. <laughs> oh my god! I think she went like that. that. <laughs> I also think people like put the sponge over people's hands, like oh. when they were holding it on the rope to try and oh, get their god. hands wet. So and they sneaky. Like flip. So that was also another thing. Yeah, and here Kyle says we were also aiming water for their hands to try and get them to slip. This yeah. is really fucked up. I did not even notice that, um, yeah. but. Of course, of course. If I ever do the challenge again, I have so many different ways to make it much better than the way it was, but we'll leave that for the future, I guess. You know, yeah. I have some opinions on prior challenges and commentary that people have made. Um, I don't know if this is a good time to share it. Go ahead, but, air your grievances. Okay. Um, so I remember Bennett being all very concerned about constantly doing the running portion of the challenge because he's like, oh boy, I may be seen as the biggest threat. Let me tell you, Bennett, running is the easiest part of the challenge. If you're a good runner, you're a good runner. That's about it. There's nothing else difficult about your task. It's just running, okay? In fact, I would always rather be put on the running challenge because I could just be good at one thing. It's not that threatening, okay? So being put on the running part of it is not that threatening. 
people that volunteer for the running part is like, all right, I basically can't do anything else. And then you can do a lot of other things. So don't be so upset about being put on the running challenge. Nobody thinks you're a big threat because you're a runner. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're so uh, yeah. lucky. Ben, it's not on Facebook. So yeah. I'm sure I will hear about this in a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, just and then uh, did nobody find the uh, advantage idol thing in the digging um, the digging no, challenge? Nobody found it. Nobody found it. No. Okay, that challenge that, was yeah. brutal. That was really interesting. Even I, I was I was digging for like I don't even know must have been five minutes or less, and it was still brutal. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. You got in there too. Your your whole tribe was like kicking dirt. Y'all were everywhere. That was fun. Yeah. Um, no, they never found, so that clue, again, would have led to an idol that was hidden at the following challenge, but that was never found. And then what we have here, as as TJ talks about after the challenge is, am I wrong, Chris? TJ talks about this, right? He finds himself. Um, yes. Yes, so great. at the swap, at the swap, I was just watching episode six. But I want to make sure I don't spoil anything. Yeah. <laughs> it was in his buff, he said. Yeah, it was yeah. in the buff. Everybody got new buffs, and... Inside two buffs were clues to the whereabouts of the new hidden immunity idols. Uh, well, the new hidden immunity idol, which is at Tribal Council, because the last hidden immunity idol failed at the challenge. So our new concept is to put it at Tribal Council, similar to season three. Um, yeah, but, so Tinker got one, but I, I forget Sam's... who has the other one. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, we'll find out about that in episode six, who has oh. the other one. But oh, yeah, right, in right. Uh, in uh, and so you remember where Sam's advantage was, like in the back of Tribal Council. Yes. In, that's yes. where the new idol is. It's hidden, sort of in the back row of Tribal Council. So it's tricky to get to. It's not as tricky as Louis. Don't you know? We well, we didn't duct tape that thing up there again. But it is sort of in Tribal Council where everyone can kind of see you. So I actually have the clue. I saved a picture of the clue. It, it the note had said. Congratulations, you have found a clue that will give you the details of the location of a hidden immunity idol. During your third immunity challenge, you will have targets that must be knocked down. Below in the triangle of the target structure is the hidden immunity idol. If you miss this opportunity to get the idol, it will be gone from the game. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't like when clues or immunity idols are given to people like in buffs or other items. I like to when people go find them. Because it's like so random. It's just given to somebody in a buff. It's like, well, how, you know, that's not fair. Yeah, but you're also, we're all fans here. Like, yeah. I feel like playing a live game, you need to be the person who goes, okay, I'll hand out the buffs and feel every single one of them and then hand your ally one of the buffs with a clue in it. Oh, I feel like yeah, that's, that's the good. Way. Usually but, the but host it, hands it out. Yeah, but I would just take, take them out of Chris's hand, right? Just, like, I think we I think boy. we just gave them the like a whole pile each tribe, and then I just yeah, and that's how it worked out, and the well, two people got lucky. Yeah, yeah. So, now you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's true. Um, I want to talk, uh, Emily, about this because at, at Paddock comes back from Exile Island, right? And she tells you this lie, right? Of Oh, Alex gave me this choice. What did you think about Paddock's lies about Exile Island? And, and did you believe her? Were you just not questioning it? What did you guys think of uh, the Exile Island returnee? I think, like, it's hard for me to remember exactly, but I think that, I think I remember thinking, like, okay, she could be lying, but, I can't, like, I know this is dumb, but in my head, I all felt like it didn't matter. Um, so I, uh, 
like because I whenever someone comes back from one of those things and like starts talking about like a, some advantage they got or something you always have to take out the grain of salt so you know of course I wasn't just taking it at face value um and I mean I don't know if I'm not sure okay this is not exactly what you asked but I'll say anyway oh, go going ahead into, Emily please going into that tribal like we knew that she had an idol just before, like basically like, cause, oh, she talks about, she ran to go get her back, but it was like 30 seconds before tribal. Yeah. Uh, and we basically like didn't have time to change the vote. But like, I mean, basically my point is that even if she had told me literally like I have an idol, it might, I mean, maybe it would have changed our plans, but like that essentially is what ended up happening anyway. Yeah, yeah. And what I think it's, very, I was gonna say, I think it's very fair for you guys to assume that a person like Paddock, especially as a veteran, right, would potentially be trying to bluff it as like, a, I have an idol, watch out, and then maybe not play it. And you guys can sort of maneuver around that. Um, yeah. But I think with the numbers, it was so small that Paddock had the sense to play her idol because it was very well, it could have been her. Um, but, uh, you know, I think there's a world where she's trying to bluff it and you guys are like, well, let's just take her out then. Yeah, well, I mean, cause I guess I, Thought, I, I thought Dresden didn't have an idol, and that was definitely part of the down, you know, downfall of my game, of course. But uh, I had figured that he would have played it in the first uh, or in our previous tribal council if he yeah. had one. So I was, I actually felt pretty stupidly confident that he didn't have an idol going into that tribal with Paddock. Uh, mm -hmm. So I figured even if she had one, it didn't matter um, because I think that my uh sorry i'll read this message. oh okay so alex <laughs> just said that paddock spoke at length about what she would tell the other players about exile i basically said when in doubt make fun of me to take attention off yourself alex we'll sure, that'll you work. Any, yeah we'll make fun of you any day of the week it's all That's good so emily awkward. what were you saying <laughs> um oh no i forgot well, hold on. Let, let me ask you another question about that so First off, I think Paddock's decision was highly questionable. I do not think she picked the right advantage. I think she should have picked which tribe she would go on. Um, and I'm curious what you would do if you were in that situation and you got that menu of advantages, what you would pick. I uh, what was I think it was immunity yeah, so for a friend that I would yeah, say. Yeah, a friend, uh, pick your tribe or uh, doubler. I just think that immunity is so powerful that, and I guess like, I at that point was in the major in the majority, and I had a really strong alliance that I felt good about. So, like at some point, you know, I guess it depends on where the other people are throwing their votes. But saving Alejandro would have been very similar to saving myself in terms of numbers for the alliance. So, sure, uh, you know, to me, I think that sort of and of course, like I don't know later in the game. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know later in the game what who I would have been working with, but again, like keeping yourself in the you know in the numbers is the most important thing. So I think community for a friend good there well because you know what tribe you ended up on but yeah if you did if you were put into exile ah, and, and you had to come back i think you would want to pick which i think that's the most powerful advantage that's interesting i think it depends on your situation in the game you'd have to look at how comfortable you'd feel on either tribe and you know if you have friends on both sides or something like that you know um i still well, think it, i would have chosen it, immunity for a friend but i guess maybe not because i had no relationship with sarah and jack so that's a good point or not no relationship that's a little sure. harsh but much much less con uh, compared to alejandro and right your alliance i think from like the vote onwards is davy and alejandro um from yeah. that very first pink vote so i think that if you're if you don't know that you might not go back to them sure you pick them but i also think that the save a friend is really friend on the other tribe so like isn't it, Chris, that you would go back to tribal, you would go back to your new tribe and then you'd have to pick somebody on the other tribe, oh. right? 
I forget what the rules are. Um, I mean, it never got picked, so we didn't have to iron this out. I, think, uh, I guess I, I didn't think, understand it that no, I, I think if you choose a tribe, you just go to the tribe, the other tribe, and that was going to be it. Because there, I think there was just two more rounds. So it was gonna, if it would have been eight to six. So worst case scenario would have went down to eight to four. So She's I think they would have- save a friend. I'm saying oh, the save, save a friend. friend. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. You save have to save a friend. person on the other side, right? No, no, no. Save a friend was immunity that you can use at any time before I think like the final seven of the game. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can give them immunity at any point in the game up until final seven. That's like mm. an immunity idol. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think yeah. that's I think that's I, the most I powerful. saw it differently. Like I saw like say at the merge a friend or uh somebody that you're wanting to work in an alliance with had one individual immunity, you could say, well, I have this advantage. Look at the paper. Oh. I'll give you immunity. You give me immunity. Now we're mm, both yeah. safe. That's so I was good. thinking like in that way. Yeah, that's but a good idea. I think Emily, I think, chose a very interesting choice. Um, that yeah, double the, thing never works. <laughs> that Alex Forstenhausler original that uh, we will see if it gets played at all. But also the funny thing to note, she's not here in the comments of Paddock, but on the YouTube stream, that that her advantage uh, was in her shoe during this challenge, and so it got soaked. Yeah. <laughs> and like it's so gross. Ew. Um, gross. Or you gotta put it. I I think you gotta always put your advantage in your bra. That's just the way to go about it. <laughs> to keep it safe. So, I I have a question for Emily. So, a lot of people that may know you from live reality games know your struggle in Survivor Brooklyn South season two. It, yeah. it was. One of the best games I've honestly seen. It was one of my, you're like literally one of my favorite <laughs> LRG players. Like I, I really uh, compare you to Stephanie LaGrosa and like Survivor Palau. I mean, you went to every tribal in the game, made it all the way to the final <laughs> four. You never won a tribal challenge. So you finished that season in fourth place. Now you have this hype around you and also maybe some anxiety and stress like to not have to sort of repeat that same thing going into Survivor <laughs> New York. So like, how did you prepare yourself to play your next reality game after just finishing a game like that? Yeah, it was, I was really anxious about it. Uh, I guess I didn't worry as much about like my reputation because I, I guess like a lot of people in the LRG community end up playing similar games and uh, like, you know, I meant like a lot of, there were a lot of Brooklyn South veterans, you know, in Survivor New York and so on. And so I think like, I guess like I just figured there's a lot of people that know what they're doing um, was one thing. And then also having Kai, um, I guess like I, you know, like Kai and I ended up like traveling together. I know maybe that's frowned upon. I shouldn't talk about that. We but, know like, we, about <laughs> it. It's fine. Um, I guess I am exposing that. I apologize. Um, <laughs> and so, but Kai and I became really close friends after uh, Brooklyn South too. She won the season. And so I guess I felt like she was a bit of a shield for me in that sense. Whereas like if someone knew my season, they would know her as well. Um, and I guess like I also thought, <laughs> like uh, she'll be watching this but I thought I could also throw under the bus if I had to and like tell everyone that she was a winner if I needed to sure yeah, yeah. I think I think Kai's playing a really good game um her commentary about how she wants to make as many pathways to the end as possible keeping as many connections open that's a really smart way of thinking about the game I think she's doing really well um I had a question about the tribal council where you were eliminated 
a part of me just really wanted Dresden to pull out his idol also and have like a three amigos tribal council situation. In that scenario, there would have been a live tribal, obviously, because both of your votes would have been canceled. And I'm curious who you guys would have planned to vote out and why would it have been uh, most likely Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're completely right. It, it, uh, in my mind, Kyle would have been the backup at that point. And honestly, like, not because I really disliked him, but like, because I was working close with Alejandro and Davey, and Andrea was just kind of like more talkative and more on my speed and just seemed more open to what we were doing. Uh, and so, like, yeah, it just would have been Kyle. Um, yeah. But I think it would have been crazy because. I actually think if that had happened, uh, Blue almost certainly would have jumped ship and just probably voted out of pink. Uh, and it probably still would have been me. So, uh, you think so? Yeah, I yeah. know. I, I think so. It's, I mean, just especially based on the edit, you can see, um, I think Dresden and my game styles didn't exactly mesh super well. Um, I was very talkative and loud and strategic, and that's just not the kind of person that he is. Um, and so I think that we just weren't clicking. So I think, uh, I imagine he would have convinced them to vote for me, but yeah, I guess I we'll vote Yeah. I, I, I think, think to be fair, another part of this is that I think that Dresden is somebody who, when he gets votes against him, that is a direct insult to him, right? You voted for me. I am not going to forgive yeah. you. I will, I will remember it. And so for him, he knew that he couldn't trust you um, because he saw you sort of blindside Liska in a way that he felt was kind of like, um, I don't want to say against him, but like, I think he thought for a second that you guys were really working with him and then he felt really betrayed. And so he was never going to sort of come back to you guys asking to work together. Yeah. Um, or, and, and I also think he and Davey also didn't line up. Um, and, and I think that's just kind of how it is, right? Is like, yeah. like, what do you want to do? I don't know. Okay, bye. Like it just nobody can yeah. kind of get on the same page amongst those groups. Um, and, and I do yeah. think that Inessa, um, you had mentioned that to me, like the why not as Dresden pull out the idol and say we're going to play it on ourselves. You guys need to pick. And I think it's because Emily was the head of the snake, and you want to make sure that you get out the person that is the biggest threat to you. And I think at yeah. that point in time, Emily was the biggest threat to Dresden and Emily Paddock's game, Emily um, which Paddock is a big yeah. Well, it's it's a I think it's a big compliment to you, Emily, but I I think that you were the biggest threat to both of their games because sure. they were always going to be the three pink and if Alejandro yeah. and Davey are, you know, kind of more in the background in these in these votes, I think it's I think that's just kind of how it kind of fell to, uh, fell together, if that makes sense. Um, maybe, yeah. I, Anessa, what, what else is on your mind? Because so, you had a lot to say. Yeah, so I think Emily definitely knew that it was her. She even mouthed, it's me. Well, so which, the funny thing about that is actually Alejandro first mouthed to me, it's me, and then I was like, no, it's me. It's me, <laughs> which is yeah. funny because in uh, Brooklyn South, uh, when Emily Paddock gets idled out of the game, she turns to me and says, it's me. <laughs> so it was just very funny how it came full circle. Yeah. So oh, yeah. did you answer did you answer Dresden's question? Because I actually have the same question for you, Emily. When he oh, played his idol. Yeah. I, I mean, as I just said, like I did Alejandro said it's me to me. Or like he said it was he thought it was gonna be him basically. And then I was like, no, it's gonna be me. And um of course there's always like that little tiny bit of hope in my brain that it's not me, but like I was pretty sure. I mean, I only had like 10 seconds to think about it, but yes, I thought it was gonna be me. Um, yeah. 
And I think that Dresden uh, and and Paddock make the right call of, I think either taking out you or Alejandro yeah. would have been good moves. Um, not to say that Davey wasn't a, a threat in this moment, and I think Davey was, but you kind of want to take the veterans, especially if you're somebody like Dresden who has not played before, you want to remove the people who have more experience in the game. And considering how much, like Emily, you had, you say it a couple times, like you'd only really played one LRG before yeah. this. And Alejandro had played tons. And I think that he would have also been a very valid option to take out. Um, and, and so, yeah, it was going to be one of the two of you, I feel like, especially considering Kyle and um, Andrea didn't have as much experience in, in games yeah. like this anyways. Oh, I think Alejandro is a phenomenal player. He may be my winner pick right now. I mean, I think he's really, really good. I also think Bennett is really good, which is why I'm giving him such a hard time because I hold him to a very <laughs> high standard. I think he's a phenomenal player, but he makes whenever he makes a mistake, like I, I put that on my list because you shouldn't be making mistakes. And uh, like one of the mistakes he made in this episode was I thought I thought it was pretty noticeable. Um, so he's talking to Sarah and he's coming to her from like a position of strength, a position of power. He's saying, listen, Sarah, the blues, we're sticking together. We're, we're unbreakable. Meanwhile, there's only two pinks and he's talking to a pink. And he's like, listen, you know, we're, we're basically gonna vote out, you know, why don't we vote out Jack? Why don't we vote out your, your other pink ally? Or you know what, maybe I'll do you a favor. Maybe we'll vote it. We'll start with the oranges. How about we do that? <laughs> Put out the oranges. But let me know what you think about Jack. And Sarah's like, go fuck yourself, bro. Like, <laughs> how about I get together with the oranges and vote your ass out? <laughs> like, I'm wondering if he tries to make like a one-on-one -on -one connection with her to, you know, try to pull her in because that's the right move. Okay, I think that it was the right move to work with Jack and Sarah because the oranges, it was Billy and TJ. By the way, I think the dynamics on the Algonquin tribe are very, very interesting. I mm -hmm. think uh, Billy and TJ are a force to be reckoned with. And I think that Sarah and Jack are a much weaker duo, not because of their gameplay, but because of their connection to each other. And I think that had they gone to tribal council back before the, the tribe swap, I think Jack would have would have been eliminated. So he's right. already like one of the weakest links there. So it makes total sense for Bennett to try to pull in Sarah. But the way in which he spoke to her, it was like a number, it was like a team on team thing, like a color on color thing, not so much a, hey Sarah, let's work together, me and you, let's go. You know, and I was just like watching this, like, oh my God, this is not like Bennett is in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I think that in, in in a little bit of Bennett's defense, although I agree with you, it wasn't a great move. I think Sarah had basically said, Jack and I are not close. And so Bennett kind of took that as like, a, okay, you want to vote him out? And she was like, I mean, I don't know about that, but right. like, we're not close. And I think <laughs> Bennett kind of like got ahead of himself in this moment. Um, but it, I love watching Bennett talk to people. And I love, um, again, like our tribe handlers, especially Louis, I think is on this tribe, did such a good job of filming everybody's sort of reactions and, and responses to moments that happen in the game. And it's so good. And I really appreciate all their hard work. Um, and I think that yes. um, this, this tribe is also very, what I love about this game and this game in this moment is that while everything is kind of split into factions of the first tribe you came from, everybody is also looking at the other tribes and going, what do I do with these other numbers? The, the three blues are looking at the two orange and the two pink and going, what do I do with these numbers? And you guys on, on this Lenape tribe are saying, okay, we're three pink. What do we do with the two pink and the two orange? And I, I really love that it actually does create a lot of interesting alliances. And I think that that's what you see about this swap is that a lot of interesting alliances come out of it and, and move forward. And I can't wait for people to kind of see what 
eventually kind of happens and when shit hits the fan. Um, but Inessa, I'm wondering, if the Algonquin tribe goes to tribal council, who do you think is going home? If if okay. poor, if the poor blue tribe can, can make it through one challenge and not lose again, who do you think is going home? So I think that the, the edit wants us to think that Bennett's in trouble here, and he probably is, and, and I think that's a problem. But he really should be able to pull Sarah, and I think if he pulls in Sarah, then Billy and TJ are on are, are in trouble. I think Billy's going to be the next one out if that if they go to tribal there, because I think that while he didn't make while he didn't do a good job talking to Sarah right now. I think with more time, he should be able to reel her in. I mean, Bennett needs to understand he needs at least four people because there's only three on his tribe, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right? There's seven people. He needs four, right? Am I right here? Yeah. Seven into four is good. Okay. So he needs four people. If he pulls in, if he pulls in Sarah, I think that's the key over there because Billy and TJ are too close and they're very powerful and Jack's on his island over here. So I think that if he pulls in Sarah and says, yes, come on, Jack, come along as well. You're cool. You know what I mean? And like have Sarah feel comfortable that she has a friend. She's not only relying on you, Blues. She has her own thing going on here with Jack. And then vote out the oranges. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I think it's going to be Billy because TJ is going to find the idol. <laughs> and um, Emily, I want to jump back to because you hung around this whole weekend and you helped us out so much, which we really appreciate. Do you have fun like playing in the game up to this point like did you enjoy your weekend with us were we were we nice hosts was it fun to hang out with us <laughs> yes you you guys like do a phenomenal job with this game very good to host and good at planning everything and I'm really glad I got to help out um it was a bit devastating for me uh, I think you guys know I definitely cried a lot um <laughs> that it's happened okay. uh it was just it was a very shocking vote out for me personally you know I mean maybe I expected to go home in the last 10 seconds but not before that and so um and I felt like I was in a really strong position so I was definitely sad all weekend um yeah. but that's nothing on you guys you did a great job and the, the game that you put on was amazing of Getting course that is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was hard for everybody like I think Production-wise, like a lot, pretty much, we were all rooting for you. We all knew you. I mean, like going into that, like you were like probably my top two favorite because I had just seen you play Brooklyn South. So it was like I thought you were going to be able to go all the way for sure. So I think, it, and you know, to give you more credit, like a move like that has never even happened on the real show. The closest thing was like the Three Amigos thing, yeah. and you know, that's the one and only time that it kind of happened. And to get voted out in that manner and for them to think of you as uh, such a big threat in that way, I feel like you should take that. Um, and you know, you, you're a threat. You're, you're yeah. a document of a game player that they chose you to take out over somebody yeah, like Ali Hunter, who's played like 10 games, um, who's competed with yeah. real survivors before. I mean, I know you play with Andrea, but like he's played with Sophie, Andrea, Zeke. Well, there's a lot of people. So I think you should be very proud. Yeah, sure. Alex asking if Emily would play again. I think we all know the answer to this. Uh, of yeah. course I would. No, but Emily, then, more. Uh, so more uh, on what Chris said. Uh, you know, I, I think that not just that you're a threat, which is obvious you're a threat. I think you positioned yourself so well. You were ahead of your alliance, but you were insulated within your lines because you had somebody like Alejandro, who I want to speak more about after this. But I think that he is a very strong player and he needed you in this game. To have a very strong player as a partner that needs you in this game is 
incredibly powerful uh, because he was it was going to be like two heads are much better than one. He was going to protect you all the way to the end. You were going to protect him. You guys were in the numbers and you were making your moves. Like you could have gotten Paddock out the, like the next round. Like she was on the ropes, you know? And yeah. I, I think you were in a very strong position. And it's just like, look, your aces got cracked. Like I said, from the beginning and like shit yeah. just happens. Um, you know, you shouldn't be upset. I really, I, I, like I would play exactly the way you played like 10 times more. Like, I really think it was fine. Yeah. Thank well, you. I, um, okay. I was just going to say that I think another another thing that we haven't talked about enough that I think is really important to acknowledge and like why you guys were you guys were a strong alliance of five at this point I would say and that is hard to pull off post swap and it's even harder to do when you're coming from three tribes into two rather than maybe two that have just kind of flip flopped and so that's why I think like when you see Andrea come back to you and like, are we doing the three, two again? And you're like, yes, we are. And, and it is the three, two, you have no worries about this boat split going through. I think it's a testament again to how powerful of an alliance, especially the pink three, but like you and Alejandro at the center of it, really corralling everybody around you, um, I think is, and it's again why I say like, Anessa, you were like, oh, this is like a crazy move on Dresden and Paddock's part. What did you text me? You texted me that it was a dumb move or something like that. I no, no, no. I mean, it's I'm the only thing they could do. It's yeah. the only thing they could do. But I mean, but, but you I did. That, you, uh, this is all to say that I think that they made the right choice. And it's unfortunate that it's my friend, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, at what you did. look at what you did to, Andre, uh, to Andrea. It's what Bennett couldn't do to Sarah, right? Like you had that other person. She was really into you like she was she was blue like she was on the blue train pink train sorry she was on the pink yeah. train she was pink deep like she the reason that dresden and emily were screwed is because andrea was totally on your side and yeah. kyle couldn't do anything about it so it was never going to go any other way and so you pulled in andrea really well on one-on-one -on -one relationship with her <laughs> but uh that's what bennett should have been doing to sarah but I don't know if he did it successfully. Maybe we'll find out in the next episode. But you know, I think I think he did really well. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting, kind of as Krista coming from my Brooklyn South two game, where I was in the minority. Uh, well, at first, like my tribe got decimated, and then I was playing from behind the whole game. And this was kind of the opposite, uh, where I felt like I was in a really good position. I was in the majority, so it was different. Um, it's way more fun. I, yeah, I do think that like it's. It's interesting because I actually didn't even, like I felt like I was leading the tribe and I felt like I was in the leadership position. And I guess like, I was just trying to work so hard on my social relationships that I wasn't even letting me, it worry me at that point. Like it's something I was like, well, this will become a problem like when I get to the merge. And I wasn't even thinking that it would be so much of a problem at this point because I figured I still, like I, yeah, bringing in people uh, into strong relationships is kind of like, I guess what I think I'm good at, yeah. <laughs> just the, uh, and so, whereas I, I, I actually think that's part of my downfall too, is maybe, I, maybe we could ask Dresden this at some point, but uh, I maybe feel like I pulled him in a, a little too well in the previous episode and made him feel so comfortable that he didn't play his idol, which um, I'm so curious to know why Dresden didn't play his idol in that boat with Liska, you know, whether it's because uh, he felt like Liska was going to be the target or whether it's because we, he thought we were working with him uh, or that Blue was working with him. I have no idea. Um, yeah. But part of me kind of wishes I had uh, made Dresden feel a little worse in that previous episode. So he didn't have an idol going into this one. Yeah. I think, I think it's a fair point. I also think that like the, what, 
what I think is forgotten about in this game is that you guys had a lot of downtime. After you go to tribal once and you vote out Kira, you're a group of five that spends a lot of time together until the swap happens. And I think that like there's only so much you can do in this group of five until you're in a swap position where things can go kind of wacky and then it's full speed ahead at these vote moments. And so the, as much as you want to like, oh, I want to play really tricky and Tony and like flip hop and blah, blah, blah. Like there's not enough time to even consider doing that. And you're not a player who would want to do that anyway, because it kind of is like, well, we have a whole other day to do this. Like there, it, it shit's going to hit the fan if I, if I play out of control. Um, and, and uh, Alex says, I think Liska also told him not to play his idol, uh, which is very funny to be like, oh, no, no, don't, play, don't play your idol. Just a kid to do that goes home, um, which is very, very funny. Um, I mean, it's it, a good it, move for her, I guess. Fault again. I believe it. Um, Emily, I, another question. So going back a few episodes, Sarah had a lot to say about you. Yeah. Like maybe maybe more than one episode, she had a lot to say about you. Was yeah. that sort of hard? To, was that hard to watch? Did you know she was sort of thinking in that way at all? Not exactly. I guess uh, I do think it was pretty obvious that Alejandra, Davy, and I were getting along, even just socially at camp, as in addition to strategically. Um, but I was not like, I don't think we were shunning Sarah or anything, <laughs> you know, we were all just sitting there together. Um, and Jack was mostly the quiet one, uh, especially post Kira. Well, he was still the quiet one before then anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I didn't know that she had such strong feelings and this moment where she says, I like, I said no to putting together a fake. I know I have no memory of that at all. Um, <laughs> although it, it does kind of sound like something I would say. <laughs> Um, I guess, yeah, uh, I feel bad. Like I honestly, uh, I do think I play hard and I tend to come off strong, maybe even in real life. I do talk a lot and loudly and I express my opinions without a lot of reservations. Uh, and so I know that can be off-putting to people sometimes. Uh, but I, I hope that I didn't offend anyone on a personal level. Yeah. I would say that no, if there's any group so. of, un if there's any group of people who would be understanding of, uh, firing your mouth off and sort of <laughs> not having everybody like you, it'd be, uh, us three women right here. Um, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I, I just wanted to ask you, Emily, if you had a favorite challenge or a favorite memory from the game, if, if there's anything that you experienced, uh, that you, you really enjoyed or is like a fond memory for you in this, this two weekend, two day craziness? Uh, I do think winning, like not having to go to tribal, that first tribal was just so big for me, especially as Chris said, I lost every tribal uh, immunity that I played in my first game. And so I was just like, I can't do that again. Like that's not, I, <laughs> it, was not it was so exhausting. And I was like, so, and I remember like when I think you showed on the episode when I came back and I told him, I was like, guys, I want to tell you before, but like, this is my first win. Like, I'm so excited. Uh, and I was really like, uh, yeah, I was really happy with that point uh, at that point. So like, and I finished that also with the puzzle that, uh, right. That was that one where Kira and I did the slide yeah. puzzle, I believe. Yeah. So um, that was just really nice to like, I mean, we got second place, so it's not like we did that well, but uh, just being able to finish. And I think we were really far ahead of um, of uh, Orange. But, yes, you are. Uh, it, we, but I didn't know that. Like in the moment, I like I wasn't looking at what anyone else was doing. I was focused on my puzzle. So like when we won, like they could have been seconds away. Like I had no idea. So like that second of winning it like felt really good, even though I guess we had plenty of time. 
Yeah, and Sarah says she feels bad uh, shouting to Emily after the game was great. It's just in the moment, which I can understand. I feel like Sarah and I are very similar. We're like, you, you, a confessional is to complain because you don't want to go complain to anybody else that you're playing with. You're taking, you're taking all your frustration out to the camera, and you're gonna walk away and go have a nice time playing with these people. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't want to say anything to anybody and hurt anyone's feelings <laughs> in the moment, um, which is uh, so funny. Uh, Anessa, any other thoughts? Because um, I, I, I want to know. What you think uh, might happen going forward on maybe the Lenape tribe if they go back to tribal council, right? Like sure. now it's two, two, and two. What do you think is going to happen? Okay, so let me take a look at who's on the blue tribe just a second. So we got the blue tribe, and um, right now Emily's out. Um, I think, honestly, um, I think Paddock, look, I, I think that uh, Kyle is still in trouble. Uh, Dresden, no, I'm sorry. Dresden is in trouble. Dresden's next, I think. Dresden's next. It's going to be Dresden or Kyle, and I think it's Dresden. Okay. Um, but okay. I think, you know, my overall thought, um, I'm, I've been watching a lot of Real Foot this past week, and I feel yes. like uh, uh, something happens there that really, like, pisses me off um, in, like, the manner in which people analyze the game. And I feel like maybe I'm forgetting it because, like, this only comes out once a week and, like, maybe things that happened four weeks ago, like, aren't on my mind anymore. But I haven't seen it in this game. And this is that people in the very beginning are constantly looking around going, who's the biggest threat? Let's get that person out. And it, like, really pisses me off because I'm like, listen, it's really difficult to make it to the end. Don't worry about targeting the biggest threat in the game, especially if you are a threat in the game. Go find the biggest threat and become really good friends with them. Go okay. go hang on to the biggest threat, go make them your best ally. Like Emily Paddock should have come to Emily F and been like, listen, we're me and you to the end. You know, like, like they should, they should all the biggest threats should all go find each other and watch each other's back. And don't worry about, oh my God, I really need to get this person out because they're so likable. They're really gonna win at the end. It's like, it's really hard to get to the end. Don't worry. Somebody will take care of them before you get to it. It's fine. <laughs> So I don't uh, haven't seen that happen here as much, I think, which which makes me happy. Emily, Emily, I was going to say Emily Paddock did uh, come up, at, did definitely indicate that she would work with us. But I I think like we all, I don't know if she was lying or not, but she did yeah. say that, like to her credit. So, but I would say that the, the threats alliance would be at the Pink Alliance because you guys yeah. are all really smart, really social, really. Um, strong at just what you do in the game. And I think that that's a good indication of a group that's teaming up together to say, look, we'll talk about it when we get there, but for right now, we're all working together. Let's vote on everybody else. Yeah. But I think in this episode, that's kind of like what Billy is talking about. Billy mentions wanting to keep Bennett in the game because yeah. Bennett is a threat and he also feels like he's a threat. So keeping the threats around, uh, you know, decreases his odds of becoming the biggest <laughs> obvious threat. Yeah, yeah, I Alex, think that Alex is pre-gaming for all stars in the comments. Right, right. Well. I think that in this season, people are are not doing the thing that I hate as much. I think they are working together, which makes me so happy yeah. because in real foot, it's like episode two. It's like second hour into the game, and it's like, wow, this person's really likable. I got to get her out immediately, and I'm like. I yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Like all of the people that I initially wanted to vote out uh, were people that I just wasn't vibing with as well. And so uh, I totally agree with that. And I think it's important. Like you have to form strong bonds with people that you can work well with. And 
like me and Louie, Louie was probably the best player in the whole game. Like no doubt. I think he was. And I was, I thought of him as my closest ally besides my brother, obviously. I thought of him as my closest ally. And I thought like we were pretty much unstoppable. Like I don't think anything could have gotten past us there. And then the moment we turned on each other, but that was at the very end of the game. That's, that's okay. If you do that at the end of the game, but like we got so far together because we were looking out for each other. And I think that people need to stop like being so scared. Just have faith in yourself at the end that you could have a good tribal council performance and take home the votes. Or you could be like me and, and, and come home in third. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, next, time, uh, next time, next time, next time. <laughs> Um, Chris, is there anything else we have to talk about? We talk, you know, we talk about a, a messy challenge, a messy travel council. I think travel council was just hilarious. Like um, Paddock saying, "Exile is crazy." Alex is crazy. I edited it out, but I said I totally agree, and we all just were laughing for like a good like minute after Paddock said that. We were all laughing at Alex. <laughs> um, Dresden playing the idol probably one of my favorite moments in the whole series, just him saying that he wants, he wishes he could go home and binge watch, watch Sex in the City or something. Take and a shower, yeah. Uh, the person going home is going to be sorry tonight, blah, blah, blah. Just, I mean, I hate, I, that it was, I hate that it was Emily, but I love the iconicness of his lines, like, because, you know, I really like Emily, but, like, I still think it, like, the whole concept of his idol play was really iconic and cool. Yeah. And again, this is like, I mean, second time in, in Survivor New York history, there's been a double idol play, but really the first time that something like this has ever really happened, especially in Survivor New York, but I think it kind of in regular Survivor as well. Um, and I think that you can only plan for so many things going wrong in Survivor before like a double idol play where they don't tell anybody that they have idols and they just play them correctly and vote somebody out, you know, gets you. And and so again, like I, I know a lot of people were really rooting for you and, and were fans of you, like people who don't really know you that well. And um, I cannot wait till you play any other LRG, whether it's Survivor New York again, whether it's something else, because I know that it's going to be really fun to watch. Um, and hopefully uh, everybody will keep you in because they feel bad about what happened in this game. <laughs> no, I would keep her in because she like, that's a line. <laughs> I'm all for it. No, I mean, the thing is, like, I feel, I feel like it's gonna go one of two ways. Like, either Emily's gonna go in exactly the way she came into Survivor New York, or I could also see, like, that's how I would after that. Maybe be a little bit more timid and a little bit more scared just because of like how things went last time. So it, I feel like that's one of the two ways. But I think you should just go in the way you just went in and. I don't think the same thing is going to happen again. No, there's I'm, no double idols. I think there's a low risk, <laughs> low chance. That's what of I that. thought the first time, Chris. <laughs> I, I think it would be a big mistake okay. to come in more timid. I think uh, you need to you need to come in and play fast and hard because this isn't a 39 day game. This is a very <laughs> short and fast game. You got to go in and you got to like make your alliances within the first couple of minutes and just play really hard. And I think that that's exactly what you did. And if you did it again, it could it could have worked better. 
Um, yeah, th I thankfully, I don't think Tim is in my nature. Yes, so good. By the way, funny, funny how Paddock is sitting there like, oopsie daisies, I really hope to get to know one. I, all of you guys, oops, maybe just some of you guys uh, after this vote. She's like the best villain of all time. Like, she really she's is. <laughs> yeah, I love it because there's a moment, I kind of zoomed in on it when I was like chopping this episode up a little bit, but like you can see her like put her head on Davy's shoulder and oh. Davy gives her a little hug. And like the shit that's about to go down in this tribal council it's so funny um especially because we see the, like the preview of the confessionals next episode where, like a hundred day we're like what the fuck like this is not how i wanted this to happen it's so good the next episode is so much fun like i can't wait for people to check it out i it's it's gonna be a blast and like I, I, I'm very excited i'm excited <laughs> to see Paddock's downfall i think it'll be really fun <laughs> But she did the um, same thing to me. She, when we played together, she was like, I'm her big sister. And I feel like I still believe that. I don't know. She's really good. I think she's like a force to be reckoned with. She's she's really good. So, uh, Chris, is there anything else we need to talk about this episode? Um, I feel like not really much this episode, but just that next week is like crazy. I think it's just like the challenge has like a really crazy moment that you need to watch it's just yep. crazy you need wow. to be tuned in for and so that is friday night at 8 p.m as always and then hopefully either next tuesday or wednesday we will be joined by the eliminated player and brian from season one our our you know early on camera guy um from wiki good everything and we will be having another podcast next week uh, so stay tuned for that Thank you, everybody, for, for watching, for commenting. We love you all. We miss you all. Um, I cannot wait for this next episode. And, Emily, I can't thank you enough for not only playing the season, not only being here, but for helping us after your elimination. I think not everybody has the sort yeah. of, like, inner ego to be able to handle that. And it, it was really helpful to have you there with us. So thank you so much for everything that you did for us, just this season in general. Thanks for all the entertainment, Emily. Yeah. Of course, it was a blast. <laughs> and like, I again, I highly recommend you guys do such a great job. I highly recommend anyone like apply to play if they want to, or even like ask if you can help on the crew as well. Uh, it was a fun experience in both, uh, both seats. Well, Chris, can I ask Look, you? We got a bubble, we got a bubble, okay? We got to keep our curse small. <laughs> Oh, okay, sorry. So let me, let me ask the next Go challenge ahead. I saw in the preview, it was the one where you got to hold the idol and then knock it over. We saw that in the preview. You must have seen this challenge play out at least, you know, a hundred times at this point between all the times you've been watching this, you've been hosting these games. Does the strategy of throwing it up in the air and then knocking the other person's over, has that ever worked? Does that work? It works all the time. What? Of course. Yeah, is, of course it is, works. Is that the all optimal the strategy? Yes, I of course. Not if you have long arms and or you're fast, it is. Well, if you're short and slow, it's not. Okay, that's that's a good point. Like Alex has has won challenges this way or won his rounds this way. I've played in survival challenge and I won my rounds oh, no. using that move. And yes, you will see it on Friday as well. I've tried so that much. so many times. I've it's never worked ever. I think, okay, also, I think also you need to be in the right spot where like your lunging for it will affect them. Um, and you also got to give it like a really good like throw up in the air. Sometimes you can kind of like whiff it and it just kind of falls off. Like you have to get like the perfect combination of like a good throw in the air. You're in reaching distance of their thing and like everything kind of works out. Um, 
The only way way that's ever worked for me is when I go up against a girl that's half my size. That's it. Nothing else. (laughs) The way that I've never done this, um, but the way like to theoretically counteract it is if you see someone throw theirs in the air, you just throw yours after, and then you would win. But it's hard to react that quickly in the moment. Yeah, it is. I've I've heard that before, but it's so hard to react. Yeah. Unless you're also like maybe taller than them or something. Wow. Yeah, and then and, and also if you don't have good like not like good crew, but like if people if it's hard to see and people don't trust what happened, they're probably gonna make you do it over again. So you, you also kinda want a good crew who's like watching how it hits the ground to make sure that, you know, you know that you beat them in that throw. Um, but that's just, you know, I know a lot of good games that do this challenge. So you you wanna try that theory out in Esta for sure. Can I, can I ask one more now that you guys are the yeah, challenge yeah. pros? Okay, okay. So now I'm like picking your brain here. Okay. You know that challenge we see in basically every single survivor game and in every single Big Brother season? It's a bunch of people are holding something and then the other team comes on and puts the weight distributes the weights on the opposing team. Okay. Sure. And you have like say one really strong guy, one medium guy, and then like a girl, okay? And like a weaker girl, like say somebody like me, I can't hold up anything. Is the strategy to just like load up on the strong guy or is the strategy to give a little bit of weight to the little girl and then just let her hold it for the rest of the game because she's probably gonna tire herself out? Like what's the strategy on the weight distribution? Oh, I have a, I guess, my opinion is that it's better to put on the strongest guy just because, like, if he's sitting there resting, he's, like, usual or whatever, strongest person. Like, sure, they're, sure, they're sure. going to go forever. Uh, so, like, you want to start tiring them out as, like, quickly as possible, basically, at least with some weight. Like, that, I think the question is, where do you stop? Like, do you put a medium amount of weight on them before switching to the next person? Or do you, like, load them up and then switch or put a little bit? But I think you want to put at least something on your the strongest member so that they can start to tire out while you're working on the other people. That's good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think my on the show, is, yeah, like, I think on the show they usually go for the strongest person. Like I remember in Token Teens, it like went down to like Debbie versus Taj, you know. And a lot of the seasons, right. it's like they always end up with like just the women being left in the mm-hmm. challenge. Yeah, Alex points out what I think I would do, which is give everybody something. But then you start really focusing it. Like if it's like distributing 20 pounds around, you give everybody like 40 pounds and then you just go in on the guys that everybody else is also tired by the time you come back to them. Yeah, because if you give me like 80 pounds, I'm going to drop like immediately. But if you give me like 40 pounds and make me hold it for 10 minutes, I'm definitely going to drop. So yeah. I'm like wondering if like, give me something I'll, and then you could just leave me alone and I'll, I'll drop on myself. Like you don't need to keep focusing on me. I think I want, I think Emily's right, but I do think you might have to start with a strong guy. I don't know. I've always been curious I, I, about that. I love right. hearing Anessa talk about challenges because Emily, it just makes me want Anessa to watch the genius because you could talk <laughs> about those challenges for like truly months. Like you could just yeah, think about it. every potential opportunity. I'm going to have to watch this. You got oh, it. Thanks for letting okay. me pick your brain. <laughs> thank you everybody for commenting uh i i'm so glad that we got you here and thank you for being here um it's time to go to bed but again thank you guys chris and nessa and emily thank you so much for being here subscribe to our youtube channel tune in friday 8 p.m uh where we'll also be chatting because me and chris will always be there in the youtube comments as well um and, and see you next week see you then bye everybody we did it guys yeah. we did it we